Welcome back to the Do Alliance podcast with your host Alicia Solomon and Megan Hines, where every week we talk the challenge and we are continuing on with Conquest within the Challenge 39 Battle for a New Champion. And the game is really about to be more chaos in this next chapter because the Lions were drawn in the sand last week officially, officially, and things got really messy for a third in friendship as well. I mean, it already started to get messy. I just think that people decided to see the true colors of the receding hairlines of the cast. So, I mean, I'm here for it. Like, call them out. Let's let's get it going because I feel like it's been overdue. Just like he needs to cut his yeah. hair. Yeah. We started off the episode with his hyper tantrum of sorts after a soft guy eliminated by CT. And he's like fuming and pissed off. And I quote, a solid eight and he was going off at kylan about him laughing while asaf was crying about his wife and child and i'm like okay not a lot of people that come to the show that have kids and they cry that they failed them at times i don't get that's your best friend but come on now i think i see why jay and asaf are friends because asaf is delusional and so is jay sometimes you need delusional people in your life to help you field your goals but then there's also people who need to be in reality to set you straight and to see what's in front of you. It was clear that Asaf was riding on Jay's back and pretty much got called out indirectly or directly knowingly CT did it. We don't know. But I mean, it made it even better that it doesn't seem like he really did know. So the fact that he got called out and now he went home, Jay's in his feelings and crying and moaning about it. Everyone cries about their family. Everyone cries about whatever the situation is. I just feel like Jay was so emotional and a freaking big baby that he really couldn't see anything other than his friend crying about his wife and child. Like, honestly, what pissed me off more in that scene was Jay talking about, oh, we could get physical if you're wanting to get physical. And Colin, obviously, is not going to take the bait. But what I wish Colin did was honestly bait him even more so that he could put his hands on him so he can go home and get disqualified so he can have a seat right next to his best friend and cry on his shoulder on the way back home to the wife and kid in the music closet. Like, I feel like Jay should have went home because he was talking way too much for me. He has way too much of a bravado that he's really that guy and he's really not. And the fact that he tried to buck up or say he was going to do something about it physically, that didn't sit right with me because, Jay, you're not even known for that so cut out the tough guy act let's relax a little bit your friend went home all right cool you got 75 other people in the house who's rooting for you and has your back why are you so pressed and concerned about asaf that really didn't sit right with me i would but i I like kylan because he's gonna stay calm and that he's gonna assess the situation and he's not gonna you know overblow it in a way that it'll become something but come on now jay like you gotta chill out once he said, it, if it gets physical, it gets physical. I'm like, okay, if you feel froggy, then jump. If you feel so, like, very well, like, hey, I want to fight this man, okay, fight him and see what happens. Like, you're just being overly emotional at the moment. I get it. Your friend just left. But calm down. Like, you're mad at Kylan for laughing when his people got a number out on your side. It's the game. But I had proposed a question for this part. It was like, is Jay about to run havoc on the house? Because afterwards, he confronts Narice about causing the stalemate in the first place and it saying it being her and Olivia's fault for siding with Kyan Horacio and wanting Emmanuel out. Like, do you hear yourself? Like, you're being a villain of sorts and like casting stuff at other people when 
they're playing their own game while you're doing the same thing for your own self. You're being unrealistic. I mean, that's who Jay has been this whole time. And again, the fact that he went at Norris the way he did again this week, Norris sticking up for herself and saying, listen, like, it was not my fault like that the vote went the way it went. It is what it is. She chose a, a vote and she stuck with it. The stalemate happened because Corey decided to put himself in it. And then Ed was like, you know what? I'm going to put Jay in it. Why aren't you mad at Ed? Why aren't you mad at the other people who casted votes to try to save their own ass? Like Jay needs to stop being on his high horse and really come down to reality. And then him popping on Michelle after the fact, trying to come at her. And Michelle had to really check him and be like, no, listen, the reason why you have so many people behind you is because you're my number one and I vouch for you, which is essentially true. Like Michelle has been in the, the game in situations longer than Jay, where she has cultivated the relationships with most of the people in the house and has been able to leverage that into having her and Jay be number one and basically running the house down. So Jay trying to now flip that and make it seem like it was all him. Michelle was like, no, 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 no. It's been me having my relationships and me bringing you along. And then you have been able to benefit off of that and make it seem as if though it's me and you. But essentially it was Michelle's rooted friendships and relationships that he, she had with most of those people that made Jay be so comfortable this whole time. And I think because that comfortability has been challenged these last three weeks, he's now all of a sudden frazzled and flipping on the people who he essentially came in the house to save and to also protect and be in alliance with. So. Jay is very unhinged, but I hope for future games or references, I don't know how much longer it's going to go on or how many times she's going to come back on the show. But I really hope that Narice realizes after the fact, I know she tweeted that she saw how Jay really is and it made her, you know, uncomfortable because Jay's been really talking a lot of shit about her essentially this whole time and the way that he moves. So I hope that for future reference, like people come in and see like, nah, Jay's really scum like scum of the scum and he really does not need to be protected in any way shape or form and what also threw me off was like she was like and Reese was like it's not personal like you're being you're taking things personally basically and i'm like one of the core things that we preach almost every season when people start to take things personally is like separate game for personal that man can't do that because he's playing with his so-called friend like you can't think logically when you do that and that's literally his downfall at this point but all in all, the countdown clock is here, and Conquest is on its way. It surprised them the night before that it was be 23 hours until Conquest was officially come. Next day, Conquest came at the daily challenge, and TJ informed them that because they lost that 10K last week, that it's down to $356,000 in the pot for the final, and they'll be playing with no more teams. It's all individual at this point, and... This is going to be very interesting to see how this alliance thing of sorts still keeps in play. I mean, yeah, we essentially saw it play out in the rankings of the challenge. Yeah. And so they're playing Dark Tide, which is this is our second nighttime challenge of the season two, which is very interesting. I feel like they made it to like the middle and like the end to start doing nighttime stuff, which sure, cool. But played five players at a time, they'll be beginning strapped to a speeding boat and are dropped into the water once the boat reaches a certain point, and they must swim to a paddleboard to collect three floating rings and return them to shore. Once on land, the players must throw rings on a pole from a distance, and the fastest player wins while the slowest player is actually purged out. And Round one, we had Colleen, Horacio, Emmanuel, Raven, and Reese. And Horacio and Emmanuel were very neck and neck. They were leading the charge of this group 
the whole time. It was really a matter of who will come in last. And at one point, I thought within this group, Nerese and Raven were neck and neck to doing that, but Nerese was able to get on her paddleboard first, and Raven was struggling a bit throughout this whole daily. Yeah, I think Raven said it from the jump. Like, she was not in any way, shape, or form ready to do the challenge, but she had to put on a bold face and, you know, essentially get it done. And she definitely was in the back of the pack the whole time. She was the last person to get on the shore to get her rings onto the apparatus, you know, to toss. And so it was kind of like she had to hope for the best to see how everyone else did. I think that's also like, you know, a disadvantage of going first is like you don't really get to see like where people mess up and things like that. But then also just being out on the course and doing it yourself it creates a whole other difference. And we saw that with Mariah in the next category. When Mariah ended up going, she seemed like she was lost and confused. She didn't know how to paddleboard essentially and get her bearings. And she was going the opposite way for most of the time. And then she figured it out and was able to turn it around. But it just goes to show like you don't know what you're getting yourself into as before you even get onto the course to do it. And Mariah was one of the ones who she ended up losing the purge last season. So she was very hell bent on not being in that position again this season. And low-key she almost was so i feel like mariah needed to really to get herself and her bearings together because she can be a top woman in the house she just has to figure out her way in some of these courses and challenges that she's doing yeah and then also in the last group brenna was the last woman but she made better time than both mariah and raven so i knew like brenna was not in the running to be dead last like officially because she even though she messed up a bit, she was still with a good ways of the time frame than Raven and Mariah. But Raven and Mariah retired for last, which meant at this point, I thought that Mariah would have been praised out because of how much time she even took being off course. But lo and behold, because Raven took a bit of a while to get on the powderboard itself, that um, held her back and Raven is the first person out in Conquest. I mean, and at, at this point in the game, this is where you weed out the strong from the weak and, you know, you get out the people who they're not meant to be there, essentially. It's for every man for themselves, may the best person win. And if you don't win, then you're out. And so I feel like Raven had a fair shot in this to actually do what she needed to do. She just didn't perform the way that she wanted to. But Raven has had a very tough time this whole season. We have seen her been in multiple eliminations, having to go against so many people and having a house flip on her, essentially her lines flipping on her after the first week being in the house. Like Raven has been through a lot this season. Some of them is self-inflicted, but other of them is just also her being on the bad side of an alliance that really just didn't fool with her as she thought she did. As, yeah. So, I mean, kudos to Raven. Do I hope she returns? Sure. I felt like after her first season, I wanted to see Raven back. And I feel like this season she did come into, you know, a, a better player and essentially learned from her mistakes in terms of who she was aligned with and how to really play the game. So I think that Raven will take that in future games if she's to come back and use that to her advantage, uh, depending on the cast. But yeah, Raven went home and that was it. Also, Raven, stop spoiling the episode before we even get a chance to see it because you did this last season. Like, girl, I feel like it's somewhere in your contract to have an NDA for you to shut up before we even see the episode. Do not post it 
five hours from now and write stupid ass captions, making it so obvious that you your ass went home. Like that shit pissed me off too. Like, cause I'm not a spoiler person. Like, you know me, Megan. You're more of like, I'll read it, but I'll forget it. I'm like, if I remember it, I'll know exactly what order it is, what's going on. So like it really just ruins the experience for me. And me casually doom scrolling on Twitter, I don't want to see who's going home already before I even get a chance for it to be eight o'clock, Raven. <laughs> this, is, this is why I say the things I say about Raven. This is the thing. This is why I say the things about Raven because she really okay, ma'am. Yeah, no, yeah. But I thought I was like, this is not. I, I'm confused. <laughs> but anyway, lo and behold, I will say Raven on all throughout her doriness. She really was a good competitor this season. Even in challenges, one of the best women in the challenges this season too. So I'll give her a props and credit. I would have liked her to be in the, in the final this season because she was one of the stronger women in the house, but she just got caught in that purge. And the purge will always get you when you least suspect it. So, but I like how they're doing the format for Conquest, at least, where it's like one winner, which the winner of this daily was Ed. Not surprisingly. Because Ed was really the top dog of his heat, and it became between him and Horacio, which for me, my rooting interest was Horacio. But Ed just happened to inch out that win, and I like how now it's like a solo winner, and I like the chain reaction thing that they have to do where you have to pick one person and so and so forward. But I don't like how they did it this week, which we'll get into. But congrats to Ed on his win. Props to him. Like, I would have rather him be Jay than the other way around, but I would have liked it to be in Horacio be the winner of this week's episode. Yeah, I think this is where it the domino effect of how the game played out and what we see coming up on the nominations essentially. So one person gets to pick, one person to save until we get down to the last three. And then those three go into an automatic elimination game, which is on the side. Like they don't even get to see who even wins or loses. So I mean, I like the concept of it. However, I was really hoping that Ed would finally take the game by his horns and do what he needed to do. Because last week, essentially, they threw him to the wolves because they were like, listen, Emmanuel, we're going to save him over you. Which, again, like, when people show you who they are the first time, please believe them, especially when you're playing a game, because they see that you're a threat. They know that you're a threat. And so, essentially, you just got caught out. Like, Jay actually physically said your name. Emmanuel actually said your name. So this is not things that people are making up or conjecture that seems like, oh, you're trying to get somebody against me. Like, no, we've seen it in real time. You've seen it in real time, how people were saying your name. And these are the people that were supposed to be in your alliance. So I feel like Ed had an opportunity to really flip the whole house upside down and play a game that could essentially benefit him. I get that Horacio and Kylan are the two strongest men in the house, but Ed is right there with him. Like, he's better than Jay. He's better than Emmanuel. He's better than a lot of those guys, Corey as well. He's better than all of the men in his alliance. So I feel like he really has the upper hand, but he doesn't realize it. And he plays scared. And this is why I really don't like Ed coming back on the show like this, because you always play scared. And it's it's not doing anything for you. Like, this is so boring. You're being buddy-buddy with the people that like you're yeah sure you come in a season with you know some of them but when it comes down to it you gotta play the game for yourself like you said they jumped to wolves last week and he was like oh off the slide i'm throwing jay's name 
just to be funny. This week, okay, you should have taken note, but he has still this like weird sort of loyalty to them when he's at the bottom of their alliance sort of poll anyways. It's literally him, Emmanuel, Corey, because Corey's saved by Michelle. He's like right in the middle. And then obviously Jay at the top with like, that's all the guys in that alliance. That that's that totem pole. And at the bottom because he's not that much close, but he's also right of that alliance just because it's guided him this far. But we're at conquest. At this point, you should play for yourself and give it people that you know you could be better suited with competitively at the end. But he didn't have that self-awareness to do that this week. Also, my other question about Jay, why does he want to ruin a long-standing outside relationship with Norris over this game? Um, I think we've already tackled Jay's mentality. He's a loser, essentially, and he really does not know how to play this game. And he's really played this game and taken this game from the Vacation Alliance and tried to fit it into how he plays. And we don't want to see it. We don't care. I feel like him really crapping on Norris because they really had a friendship outside of this. Not, I'm not talking about a friendship that's an Instagram friendship or something that's like really cute. At least this is how they portrayed it. This is this is what on the preview episode of this season where Norris and Jay were like, "Yeah, this is my best friend for like five six years. I go to his house. He go to my house. We talk. We stay." Da, 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 da. Like they hyped up their relationship and their friendship. So for Jay now to turn around and really flip on Norris personally because Norris's attacks and Norris's I won't say attacks but Norris's gameplay has not been to hurt Jay personally like she's just been playing the best game for her that's presenting to her at the time that she's playing the game and it just so happens that it does not align with Jay's and so he feels so threatened by it that now he has to personally attack Norris which is where now it's getting a little sticky and it makes it seem like Jay is really scum. Like he really ain't shit because why are you personally trying to go after her, tear her down? And essentially the move that he pulled where Ed and the ranking of people voting and to be safe and made her have to choose. I feel like Jay's just playing dirty. And yes, sometimes you have to play dirty, but I feel like he did it in a nasty, malicious way. And I feel like Nari should really see Jay for who he is at this point of the game as her watching this episode's back with the rest of us. Like, I just think that that's something to take in consideration, whether this is just TV or game. Like, the way he was talking about Norris, the way he treated her, the way he was speaking to her in person, I just think Jay's energy, he's really, like, I, I really can't with him. Like, he, if anyone comes back on this house, really just pop him one time. And I feel like, I hope Norris was talking to Jay on that preview for next week's episode. But she was like, I'm going to step down and pop you in the mouth. I really hope she was talking to Jay because I don't think she was talking to Olivia. But I really hope she was talking to Jay because he needs that. Like, he feels like he has that energy to people and he really doesn't. So when he tries the right one, Jay really reminds me of those people who never got punched in the face. Like, they do all this talking, 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 and there's all this rah-rah stuff and they really never got popped. He needs to get popped one good time so he can, it can, like, register in his head like, oh maybe I shouldn't say nothing if I'm really not about that. Because he's really not. Yeah, because, like, him beefing with a woman. Like, that's a weird storyline this whole season, too. Of <laughs> men beefing with women this whole season. And I'm just like, this is weird. And to tack it on top that you've been friends with a woman for a while outside of this house, and you bring weird energy to your friendship in the house, 
and make it a game move, that's weird. But also, I had another thought, because people are like, well, Jade's now trying to lean into this villain thing. Sure, you can lean into being a villain, but doing it to someone that you're actually friends with is weird. And that's just what I can't get it down with. Like, he can be a villain to other people in the house. Like, you can do, like, these licks coming stuff to other people in the house. I don't care. But when you do it to a so-called friend of over, like, four years or so, personally, I wouldn't do that. Like, I get it. You want to try and get to the best spot for yourself in the house and, and get to the final. But doing that to someone literally right now in, in the moment is not great. And that's not a good look. That's why his hairline is receding. He looks like a little menace. Yeah, I mean, it's probably stressing him out the way he's acting. But quickly, I would just say about Jay, I don't think he's acting towards being the villain. I Like, I don't think that's his intention. I think that this whole season, he thought he was just going to be smooth sailing. And once they started flipping on him and seeing him for who he really is, then he decided to be like, oh, no, listen, I'm going now. Y'all are coming out with me. So I'm going to come after you, Norris. I'm going to come after you, Michelle. I'm going to come after you, Olivia. I'm going to come after anybody, Kylan, Tabasi, whoever it is. Like, I'm going to come after you and make it personal. And Jay, out of all people, should know the game is not personal. It's just business, but he's moving like it is. And I really don't know how many more seasons the show has. I don't know how much more, you know, longer it's going to go on for him to even have the opportunity to do this kind of crap. So I feel like Jay needs to realize, like, you need to relax a little bit. Because if you say, like, you want these people to be your friends or you want to, you know, do spinoffs or whatever it is that you want to do in your life in terms of this reality TV game, like, I don't think Jay's built to be a villain. And that's why I said when he started to talk a physical talk with Kylan, he knew Colin wasn't going to do anything. Like, you need to talk that talk to the right person. Give that energy to somebody who you know is going to pop back at you. Let's say this was Fessy two and a half years ago. Fessy would have clotheslined him and he would have went home on a stretcher type shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's not talking his energy to people that would really do it back to him. And that's what's the part that I'm like, I don't believe you as a villain. Because you know what you're doing. Like, you're, you're just trying to play a game. But in real life, like, please. And on TV. In real life and on TV, you're scum. And that that was the one thing I was like very on point with with Corey because Corey clapped it. He was like, he's being scummy with this, but that's your own doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so TJ comes to the house so that they can do the chain reaction vote. And Ed starts it off uh, picking Emmanuel, who picks Sperna, to Colleen, to Corey. Corey picked his number one woman in Michelle, who by proxy picked her number one guy in Jay. Then he picked Mariah. Obviously, Mariah picked James. And then James decides, because this was the plan, to make Maurice the last person. When James picked Maurice, that also ticked off Zara, because they came into this show together from the UK one, and he was like, yeah, you were really close. You're like my best friend, my sister. And Zara was pissed. This is where we stand now. Like, I I can't be a friend of yours if you're going to do this to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think James had that much practice from his first season. Like, obviously, James got out the first episode, so he really hadn't had a chance to play the game. And he really got lucky this season with Mariah being there and with Mariah and him having a relationship. Like, he really lucked out on that one because if that was not the case, and let's say if she was really in a relationship with Johnny Bananas, let's just stay with me like if she was really in a relationship with him and she was really down for him he wouldn't have been in a situation with her he may have ended up with olivia or somebody else like that but he wouldn't have got saved so much and so hard because it it wouldn't have been the same so the fact that he flipped on zara like that because 
he's been so loyal to Mariah and she's been saving him this whole time. He knows he wouldn't have got this far without Mariah. So he's doing whatever she says. But it also sucks because James was one of the ones early on when he saw his UK alliance go down, talk all this like we need to start banding up against the US people. We need to start doing this and getting these people out and saying names. They were burning votes like two episodes in to like help like flip the game with him, Callan and Serum. So the fact that like he's gotten this far now and he's flipping on Zara like that. Again, I feel so bad for Zara because she's really one of the strongest women in the house. She really had like an opportunity to get to a final and to really beat some of these people. And because this is individual, again, this is not partners. She really had an opportunity to get there. But the way this worked out, now James ended up picking Narice because Jay wanted Narice to pick between Horacio and Olivia and put her in an emotional, crappy situation. And I just think that just goes to show Jay's character, uh, his lack of character, I will say, and just how he really feels about Narice. And I feel like she realized after the fact, like what happened and how really much he doesn't really value their friendship. So I hate that James had to, to flip because I really. I hope that something turned on with James and he would have been like, you know what? I get the plan. I love you, Mariah. Like, I'm riding with you. But at this point in the game, anything can happen. So I might as well just take my shot now so that I don't have to deal with the back end after the fact, you know, because it's not we're nominating you. We're doing a limit. It's none of that. So I, I just feel like James should have picked Zara and ended that whole situation. But then now Narice has to be in a crappy situation. And it just, it was just icky to see how that played out. Yeah, because obviously Narice was like, I don't know who to pick. But she was like, I came in this with Olivia. I'm going to have to pick Olivia. And Horacio literally told her, don't pick me, pick one of the girls. Because he's like, I'll just, I can just duke it out in the nation. I got it. And I was like, let's go to him. Because he's like, don't worry about me. I can get my way out of this. But Narice was just distraught. Picked Olivia, even with like the stuff that she knew from back home. She's like, I still came in this with her. I'm still gonna rock it out with her for a bit. So, with that, the three people that are going straight to the private elimination are Horacio, Kylan, and Zara. And that's a that's the final three right there. But before that, like before they even left, like before they started doing stuff, Jay was like, Well, last week when Olivia and Reese like didn't push for Emmanuel that my thinking like hey I can't trust Narice and you don't care about us that's not her thinking but go off whatever you think your delusional mind that's what you think but you're being weird and that's all I gotta say about Jay everything he does is weird but like I said the real final three is going into a nation and it's gonna be hard to see one of them possibly go and so they go to the arena, and Zara had to get in a lick in uh, James because she, she called him a little bitch. And I had to laugh at that moment because I was like, get your feelings out. I'm here for it. Because aside from like her performing well in challenges and stuff and being a threat, she hasn't given us much face time and commentary that is good for TV. But that little moment, I had to laugh at because give us emotion and a good one-liner, I enjoy it. And so. They're playing Conquest of Nation, where they have to basically raise the three different stations and collect flags to be returned to the starting line. And each station is an obstacle course and puzzle. And the first two people to complete all three stations will go back into the house. This was really, 
I was like, this is the final three. This could have been like part of a final. And they all performed pretty well for this being the first conquest summation. Yeah, I think that it was the best three people in the house that had an opportunity to actually be a champion. I mean, it being all puzzles, it's like it doesn't show the range of these people, but I think that it was a good tester to start off for them because I'm pretty sure they'll see some kind of versions of these puzzles in the final moving forward or just, you know, to pop up at any time in the game. So I really think it was a good marker for them to do this elimination, but I mean, TJ was kind of gassing them up this whole time, and rightfully so. I feel like he was like, listen, this is the three best people in the house that I see that's down here, you know, and so may the best person win, essentially. And Kylan and Horacio decided to start off with the Sudoku. Zara went off and did the word puzzle. So she kind of put herself in a situation where she left the longest puzzle for last while they left the two easiest puzzles for, you know, the latter version of it. and. You know, that that process was smart because honestly, like it ended up costing Zara in the end having to do the Sudoku last. And there were also obstacles that they had to go through to get to the puzzles. So once, you know, Kylan and Horacio ended up finished and they actually ended up helping themselves a little bit in the process of doing the puzzle because they were like, listen, I mean, we love Zara and all, but he would rather run the situation back with Kylan. And I mean, I don't blame him because he really doesn't know Zara like that. And so him and Kylan have had it the worst in terms of how the situation has played out. So they kind of had each other's back a little bit and, and kind of helped each other a little bit on the word puzzle part of it. But I will say Zara did not let up. She did not quit. She did not fold in the towel or anything like that. Once she got to that Sudoku puzzle, you had to go climb over a wall. And where Zara messed up is, is that she ended up doing pretty much like an army crawl underneath the net and was in the mud and got wet and had all of these things on her. So her climbing the wall, she kind of didn't have any grip. She was slippery. She was sliding. Well, she took off her shoes. I said, oh, I know she about her business. Like she not playing around because to go on this barefoot is crazy. But yeah. she was like, I am not giving up. Like, I don't care what I got to do. I'm taking off everything. Like, I'm like, I'm with whatever because she has so much left in her. And I think that part of the elimination made me realize how much I really wanted to see these three people go at it in an actual final. Like, I really wish that they would have made it because they literally are the best people that are left in the house. And all you want to do is see the best people go after each other in the end. You don't want to see people who, you know, like, at any given moment in time, they're going to clock out or they're not meant to even be in this position that they're in. Like these three were the best. And this was probably the best elimination challenge process that we've had this whole season because it was literally just the best three people in the house going at it. And I loved it. Yeah, because like once I, I didn't even notice that she actually took her shoes off, but I just knew when she, when TJ was hyping her up on that wall and she used her big old legs to get over the wall, I'm like, use all that strength, use your tallness, use those legs. I'm like, you got it. I was like really waiting for it, but now I'm also going to move for the guys because they got more to deal with when they go back to the house. But I don't want to see Zara back in the house. Yeah. But, and then they're still, they're still going to throw her in no matter what. And they're still going to do that with the guys, but the guys have more of a plight to get back in the house and really fuck shit up, basically. So this was just a battle of 
grit and just getting through everything fully. Dara still got through that last one really well. But like she said, she was like, I'm dyslexic. It's a little bit a hindrance to me a little bit. But she still managed to really get through those puzzles. And everything else, the obstacles, like they were really lapping throughout that first part of the animation, whatever, going over those big old square thing, they all just breathed past that. And I was like, this is why these are some of the best competitors in the house that we have right now. But all in all, like the guys, they made it to the starting line first. And I was just glad to see them back in the house because now they can go back and really turn things up. Which is going to be really funny to see some people's faces when they go back in the house. Yeah, I mean, I think that they they think that those two people will come back mostly. So I don't think there would be any surprise. I think we kind of saw it in the preview. Olivia kind of looked a little shook to see Kylan and Horacio back. Not in a bad way, but, you know, obviously Zara went home. So it kind of like it's just a sucky situation because you really are rooting for everyone to win. But everyone can't win. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. Everybody can't go. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. I, I feel bad for Zara, but... Hopefully she does come back. Like TJ said, TJ gave a long speech. When I tell you TJ was giving out speeches to the girls and the guys, like TJ was talking uh, more than probably what he getting paid to talk. TJ was like, listen, Zara, I want you to come back. Like you're one of the best competitors to do it. You're a challenger. Like uh, uh, he was really gassing her up. And I really love that because it's genuine. Like TJ don't really say much besides whatever they give him on the cue cards and whatever he's seeing in the moment. But he really was gassing up every single person and every single obstacle. Like, you got this, you can do this. Uh, like he was really giving them their props and their praise, which I could respect because, you know, these are literally the three best people in the house. But we'll obviously see how it goes next week again with another conquest. And hopefully the right people get purged out, essentially. Yeah. And TJ said he didn't want to see Kyle and Horacio in the nomination again. He was like, the next time I want to see both y'all is in the final. Because y'all have proven time and time again <laughs> this season and last, if you count what Horacio did last season. That they deserve to be in the final. And that's why I hate how friendship stuff, if Jay's group is like really like the power of the house, when like, yeah, I, I get the social stuff. But if you're a real gamer, you want to put it down on the floor. Like, Jay, that's what Jay's hiding behind. He's hiding behind the social stuff and using that to get people out. But when you really hit the floor, like they did in the elimination, that shows and proves why you are a challenger. Like, why you're there for a reason. Like, you're not just there to be social and play the social stuff. You're also there just to compete, but no, if no one's in. So that's why at this point, I'm like, I'm rooting for the actual gamers. Because Jay was like, I'm a gamer. I I'm doing this. You're not a gamer. You're being delusional. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to, or I'm going again in him in the tweet. But when he said that, I'm like, you're not a gamer. You're just playing scared and playing with your friends. And that's not how you play the challenge. And with that, we're going to get into the tweet from this week's episode. There were a lot that I had bookmarked, but I'm going to get to my actual favorites from the timeline. No one cared about Melissa having a daughter when they threw her into elimination. So why the F should anyone care that Asaf has a son? And the person who tweeted it also tweeted the Stephen A. Smith gift. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Not nah, as facts. And it it was honestly, it's, it's just irony because that was the argument that uh, Melissa and Asaf was having where Asaf was using her kid against her essentially. So 
now the tables have turned. Listen, karma's going to come back one way or another. It's going to hit you and it's going to bite you right in the ass. And it's going to bite you right on that, that plane so you can go see your family. It is what it is. Yep. Mariah, only storyline this season, is to save James' ass from a nation. A guy she probably wouldn't have anything serious with after this season. Yeah, I mean, that's the only sucky part is he really turned on Zara. And I really didn't have a problem with James. But he after this week, it's kind of like he's really out for himself. Because if Mariah goes, then what is he going to do? You know, like, I just feel like he really just is, is too hip to Mariah at this point. Yep. And Raven tweeted, if y'all notice, I only got out the water with two rings because my third one literally floated away. And that ate up a solid 30, 40 seconds of me screaming, I can't find it. The protection just telling me to move on. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it sounds like a Raven thing to like that happened. And it honestly, it cost her yeah. the game. Like, this really cost her her shot and being in the game. Yeah. I was like, it's always, it's either a shoe or just something that's not in her immediate area that does, by the way. The next tweet, not the whole timeline wishing Mariah got purged instead. That would have been funny. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, whatever I like to see it, no, but I really would have probably in this situation have her go rather than Raven, just because I know the way that the alliance is going. And everything would have really started to fall in effect after that. But it is what it is. Yep. Last tweet comes from Kylan. There is literally nothing to be gained strategically by putting Narice in a situation. Purely an emotional and malicious t- attack on her. Everybody spoke facts. We spoke facts about it. Mentally, Jay doesn't know how to function. I mean, the downfall of Jay, I feel like it... it- it needs to happen this season. I really don't want to see him get anywhere, but probably like one episode away to the final and then go home. That's really my hope and dream. If if he even makes it that far. But yeah. I mean Wait, uh, real quick. Real quick. I, I lied. I, that's all one more tweet. I have to get it out because I know you were laughing. All right, quick. Yeah, yeah. Jay saying it's disgusting for Kylan to laugh at a soft who isn't Kylan's friend, but he just set up his good friend outside of the show. That's why he's balding. I have to get that last part out. It's true. It is true. Your actions will come back to you one way, shape, or another. And whether it physically starts rejecting your, your hair, so be it. Like, it is what it is. Get some castor oil, brother. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to check us out on Twitter, you can at Dual Lines Pod. You can check out Megan's Twitter at Megan and, Megs and Hines. You can check out mine's at Ace and the Store S5. And you can also watch this on YouTube. If you're listening at Dual Lines Podcast, please subscribe, like, and comment. And thank you guys for listening again. We'll be back next week to discuss more of the challenge. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.